Good morning, this is Angela Schaefers, host of Your Story Matters radio show. As we continue our series, Successful Entrepreneurs, we are interviewing yet another successful entrepreneur, Karen Monteverde, and she is the author of Living Consciously in an Ego-Driven Society and founder of Green Mountain Enrichment and Empowerment Center. Hi, Karen. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm very glad that you had some time to give our listeners today and to share some of the things that you've gone through and the challenges you've overcome to actually get to the point where you're at right now. And I was hoping you'd share a little bit of your background with our listeners because that, in fact, is a huge thing that you've had to deal with in your life and overcome to get to the place that you're at now. Um, where to start? Well, I guess I could start with my childhood. Um, I have a little unusual story, and that is that I grew up in a family of 21 brothers and or 20 brothers and sisters there's 21 of us all together and um, we grew up in a family of incest our father was a pedophile and created it created a, a really big chasm between how you grew up in this world from one belief system to how the rest of the world grows up and um when I was 15, I discovered that there was a whole other way of living and went to the, into the foster care system after standing up and talking to um, children's services and going to court. Mm-hmm. We went through that whole process and mm. um, stood up in front of the grand jury and told them what my father had done and subsequently went into the foster care system. Mm-hmm. And then what I discovered in that system was there was tons of different ways to live in the world. Mm -hmm. And nothing that I had ever experienced brought me to a place of Mm self-actualization, brought me to a place where I realized I had choice Mm -hmm. in my life. Right. And um, so for the next, mm, I'd say, well, the rest of my life, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have been working through the the indoctrination that that type of lifestyle had brought. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that I ended up doing was going into uh, the engineering field. Mm-hmm. And um, that really taught me about ethics mm-hmm. and um, ways of being, gave me leadership and development skills. Right. Good. Um, but it also, one of the things that we know about engineers is they're not very extroverted. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved from engineering into coaching, uh, that was, that was a huge, another huge chasm. I want to ask you, because I know it's important for the listeners, specifically for people who suffer through abuse and as children do often, what gave you the courage or sparked that opportunity for you to tell someone about what was happening in your household? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, what had happened was I I had written a letter to uh, one of my sisters, letting her know that things were getting way out of hand in our household. There was a lot of fighting going on. And mm-hmm. My sister Connie had left uh, when we when she was 15, had left the home. As a matter of fact, each child had left about the time that 15 occurred and and went out into the world. Mm -hmm. And she had come home that Christmas and uh, had explained 
about the adventure she was on. Mm-hmm. I just it just hit me really oddly that there was a, a new spark in her. Mm-hmm. At this point, she was she was twenty now. Um, she was five years older, and all of a sudden, I realized there was another way of living life. Right. Um, you know, we were pretty sheltered in our own family, and I I had heard. I was listening to a local radio station, and they were talking about incest. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what it, that meant. Right. Um, so I was I was curious, and I started listening and discovered that uh, not the whole world lived in this type of world mm-hmm. that I was living in. And um, I called the radio station, and I asked them some questions, and they gave me a phone number, and I called the number, and it was the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. And that kind of scared me, so I hung up the phone. Right, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So instead, I wrote a letter to my sister Connie, and I put it in my top dresser drawer. Well, um, that particular night was a football game, and I decided to go to the football game. While I was there, I had uh, neglected to tell my mother where I was going to be, and she went through my top drawer and found the letter. Well, I had outlined everything that had happened to me since the time I could remember, which was about five years old, mm-hmm. and said, I just found out this is what they call incest, and mm. um, this is, I want out. How do I get out? Mm-hmm. Well, my mom was furious. Uh, she didn't believe it. She was in complete denial of everything that was going on mm-hmm. um, and couldn't believe that my father would do such a thing. Right. He went and got me. Um, That night, uh, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and crying. And uh, the next day, I um, went to a friend through my mom's business and stayed there, and they called the police. Mm -hmm. I told them the story, and that began our movement into... A whole new, a whole new lifestyle. Wow. Well, I commend you for your courage. And again, it's always important to remind people in abusive situations that there is help available. And even though it might take a whole lot of courage, as you're saying, by taking that one step to tell someone and to get some help, you can have a complete life change. And hopefully, for the better, at least at some point, once you get through all that transition. And he. I have to say, you know, looking back, I was really terrified. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was terrified as a child anyway, so this was, you know, not new news for me. Mm-hmm. But going through the, the system, the Oregon system, um, for uh, child abuse and the foster care system, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard so many horror stories about the foster care system, right. and, and that was not my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they took me through a deprogramming uh, course, which was, it, it was a little scary, but they taught me how to stand up for myself. Right. They taught me how to have courage. Right. And le- recognize that what I did, what I stood up and said, mm-hmm. was a really courageous act. Absolutely. That's awesome. And, and they gave me all kinds of tools to be able to um, continue to live courageously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they taught us um, women's self-defense and um, empowerment tools. And as I went on in in my own personal life, um, to be perfectly honest, the, the sexual abuse was easier to get over than the indoctrination of 
of the way that we lived. Right. Um, you know, basically not knowing how to interact with other people in mm-hmm. a way that was empowering was really something that I've been working on my whole life. Right. And continues to, to be something that I, I need in my life. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered was that these tools actually helped other family members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how my coaching started. I I had um, a sister who, a younger sister who had post-traumatic stress disorder from our childhood. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a shut-in and unable to talk to anybody. She had flashbacks. And, and I started using some of the tools that I had learned um, when I went. I did a, a four-year stint at the Kentucky Center for Experiential Education. Mm-hmm. And um, I taught her the things that I learned. And today she's, she's very active in the community. She's going to school as a massage therapist. And so I modeled uh, the Green Mountain Enrichment and Empowerment Center off of the Kentucky Center for Experiential Education, which is now closed. And um, our goal is to give people the tools and resources to empower themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, I do have a particular mindset and belief system, but what we've discovered is that you don't have to adhere to my belief system. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the whole point of what we do is look at what your belief system is, bring to your awareness things that don't serve you, and then ask you, do you want to change that? Do right. you, is there something you want to do with that? Mm-hmm. And never, ever dismiss anybody's beliefs, but recognize that every, every viewpoint has its merit. Mm-hmm. Every point of consciousness on this planet has a value. Mm-hmm. The question is, does it serve you? Right. And what we discovered in our own journeys, uh, my family and I, is that once you recognize that you have a choice about the matter, mm-hmm. it pulls you from the depths of that inner darkness into the light. And and I don't I don't necessarily mean that religiously or spiritually. It could be as easily as not being terrified to open up your front door. Right. Not looking over your shoulder every moment for somebody to come get you. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, just not creating situations where you have people who attack you or or um, try to violate your rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you change your mindset, you change your experience of life, you stop attracting those things that would do you harm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, and I will say, being a therapist myself, a thread or a common theme, if you will, of abuse is one of the victim feeling that they have no control. And once you're able to find that control within yourself, it changes everything. And I think that's a lot of what you're saying, and that's probably what happened to you, is that you found that voice within, if you will. Yes, yes. And I I found the will to live, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was... Uh, I can't tell you how many times as a as a young adult I contemplated and even attempted suicide mm-hmm. because living the way that I was living, I, I thought this was the only way to live and um, that I had no choice. I had no power. Right. And uh, moving from the engineering world into coaching really gave me the, the ethics and 
being able to pull my emotions mm-hmm. from from a place of reactivity into a place of structure and organization and recognize that I don't have to I have emotions mm-hmm. and it's great to express them and have a place to do that mm-hmm. but I don't have to believe that that's that is the truth right and especially when it comes to the ego mm-hmm. when it comes to blame and fear and shame and guilt and one of the things that we, one of the biggest tools we use is the tool of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. And how have you worked through your forgiveness issues with your father? Well, it's interesting. The thing about forgiveness is it's really never about the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. It's never about the person that you're forgiving. For me, it was never about forgiving my father for him. It was forgiving my father for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people start thinking forgiveness is a really, really controversial thing, especially in ancestral societies. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a belief that if you forgive them, then it makes it okay. Right, That it right. makes what you went through okay. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter for me is that forgiveness made me okay. Mm-hmm. It stopped me from adding more poison to my life mm-hmm. because the anger and the, the hatred only served to hurt me. I actually don't have any contact with my father and haven't since I was 21, but I still held him as this evil person and held the behaviors that I learned as evil. Mm-hmm. And by letting, letting the, the events be separated from fact and fiction and looked at the emotions and what actually happened and where I needed to take responsibility, that allowed me to forgive. Mm-hmm. And where I need to take responsibility is how I'm being now. Right. That's right. And tell us, um, tell the listeners, if you will, what made you get to that point where you felt like you wanted to become an entrepreneur? Was it an idea suddenly? Was it just the evolving of all your healing and growing? Or was it there something specific that turned you into past engineer, now successful entrepreneur as far as pursuing your dreams? Sure. Um, people started coming to me. And um, I, you know, friends, first my family, and then friends, and then friends of my family, and then coworkers, and then their kids would come to me and pretty soon it it just most of my time even when I was at work was not really doing the work that I needed to be doing it was mm-hmm. answering questions and helping people through their own personal growth and uh, even bosses came to me and um it just at one point I sat down with my boss and I said you know I I didn't, I'm spending more time at work um coaching all of your employees than I am uh doing engineering and I'm wondering how is this serving you and he was telling me how how the things in the office had changed and mm-hmm. people's attitude and motivation to be there and um it, and he said to me have you thought about going to school mm-hmm. and so I started checking into it and uh, it was timely because the I was losing my interest in engineering Mm -hmm. and really began to see the power and the change that this created for people. Right. And so I went to the International Coaching Academy Mm -hmm. and I became a certified coach 
Great. And opened up Green Mountain Enrichment and Empowerment Center. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and while I was working with clients, I noticed that um, I, I needed a massage therapist for one of my clients. So I had called a friend of mine that it had used one and started talking to her and started looking in the community in Portland for people to do body work because I knew how important it was. Mm-hmm. I was looking for someone specifically doing craniosacral work. Mm-hmm. Because for me, in my own personal growth, what I realize is that at some points you get you get all the mental stuff taken care of, but there still resides some anxiety in the body, and letting that go is really important as well. Yes, it is. And so I started looking for people in the community, and it didn't happen once. It happened five times. I I found somebody that I could work with and and that I could send my clients to, and they would go out of business. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the larger places, they were way too expensive for my Client base. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for private um, private businesses mm-hmm. that um, were a little bit smaller and more financially uh, reasonable for my clients. Right. And so what we discovered is that um, there was uh, there's a massa- there are actually two massage schools here in Portland. We have a chiropractic school, two chi- um, alternative medicine schools, and um, gosh, a hypnosis school. Mm -hmm. So we have lots of practitioners, but they're having trouble with their business. So Mm -hmm. we opened up, um, this year, we opened up the meeting place. And what we're we're doing is contributing to these um, graduates who've just gotten out and got started with their business. And we give them a place to blog and and put up their ad, Mm -hmm. the classified ad, and create a marketplace for their products and services. And I was looking at products and services and came across um, Steve Siskel. And I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he has written a book, uh, What's Your Body Telling You? Mm -hmm. And it is about listening to the signals inside your body. Well, I called him and I talked to him a little bit and I was re- we were really interested in what he was doing and um, promoted his book a little bit for him and he gave me some free coaching sessions and realized I had a book in me and I needed to get it out there. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you'll find on the meeting place is the book mm-hmm. and um, you know what we have uh, all types of resources to, at the meeting place like the marketplace mm-hmm. and uh, finding other associates and mm-hmm. for our visitors they can look for a massage therapist or an acupuncturist or a coach. Right. I did go to both um, your website and the meeting place and they were very much um, filled with information and great things and the title of your book is Living Consciously in an Ego-Driven Society. Can you explain to our listeners why that title and what exactly that means as far as the content of the book? Sure. Um, during my own personal growth work, again, I've been reading uh, some of the books and some of the gurus out there that uh, are about conscious living and Eckhart Tolle being. So we saw um, people like Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra, and they talk about conscious living, and they talk about being awake and living in the now and the power of the now. And realizing that I came from an ego-driven society, um, I noticed there really 
wasn't a lot of information about how to go from, you know, wanting to live consciously to living consciously. So the idea of the book was to give people the story, my story, Mm -hmm. from how I lived in such an ego-driven lifestyle as a child coming from a a place of incest and the blame and shame Mm -hmm. and all the pain and anger and fear and hurt to a place of empowerment, which is really what living consciously is about, about living here in this moment and letting go of your past. Right. So those tools are there and other resources, like we use Dr. Michael Rice and his his uh, forgiveness worksheets, his book, Why Is This Happening to Me and What Can I Do About It? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Successful, Highly Effective People mm-hmm. uh, by Stephen Covey has time management skills and value-based living and principles and These are all really important keys to Mm -hmm. putting yourself in a place where you can live consciously, where you can pay attention to what your automatic commitments are and see if they serve you or not. Right. That totally makes sense. It sounds like a great book, and I am definitely looking forward to reading it and sharing uh, about it with others. And can you tell our listeners over all of your journey here and being an entrepreneur and following, you know, your passion, what has been one of the biggest challenges you faced as far as the professional environment? Okay, so that's that's a really good question. There's actually several. One of, one of them is um, advertising, marketing, mm-hmm. and getting the word out there. Uh, that's one of the reasons we created the meeting place was people have a hard time finding resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be really resourceful uh, to find the resources that they need. So we were hope, you know, our hope is to bring uh, the community of enlightened work into another one location where people can find exactly what they're looking for. Right. Uh, the other challenge is being able to speak uh, publicly and move myself forward in uh, in a world where I was terrified to live in. Mm-hmm. And I have had amazing people along the way to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gentleman here in Portland who is a speaker and a coach. His name is Eric Rainey, mm-hmm. and you can go to ericrainey.com. Um, he is a speaker and a life coach, and a, he uses L, um, NLP mm-hmm. uh, in his to teach people how to use NLP. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a world champion speaker. He um, came in third place, I believe, this year for the Toast International Toastmasters competition. Great. And these are the people that I meet. These are amazing coaches that are available on the meeting place and in our coaching world. Mm-hmm. And I'm able, you know, I'm able to utilize their resources and offer them to the community. That's great. I mean, we all need that type of support and others to learn from to encourage us and inspire us. And again, that's what we're hoping that um, this series of shows does for people is to help them to be encouraged and empowered by things that we're sharing about our journey of being an entrepreneur. And I did want to ask then, on the other hand, what's one or two things that have turned out amazingly um, well in your journey as an entrepreneur? Watching miracles. Um, Those aha moments that people get Mm -hmm. where they create the freedom to uh, change their life, realize Mm -hmm. that they don't have to be stuck in their own little prison 
that they created. The community is amazing. The wonderful thing about coaches is they are so supportive Mm -hmm. and honest and so you know, they celebrate with you. And when you're you're down, they're not going to let you stay down. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, what can you do about it? Right. What are you willing to do about it? Mm-hmm. How? What is it that you can create from this? Right. And I, I have to tell you, it's an amazing experience being a coach. It's been an amazing experience having my own business. There was a lot to learn, mm-hmm. a lot of systems and processes that being an entrepreneur um, really pushes you pushes mm-hmm. your limit mm-hmm. and the growth is amazing mm-hmm. but I have to say the most empowering is watching the people grow mm-hmm. watching them move into a state of getting what they want out of life right and and really supporting life that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my whole intent mm-hmm. on this planet right now is to support life I think that's awesome and I think that that is one big key that oftentimes is missed is that if you're not living your own passion and fulfilling your own destiny, you probably won't be as successful as you could be. And it sounds like you're totally living your true purpose and destiny in your business and in your personal life. I am. I am. It's an amazing experience. That's and it awesome. it's truly is a, a gift, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. To come from where we've come from and to have all that healing and, and just the learning and growing is just amazing. And that in itself is a blessing to me. Um, and so do you do individual coaching, seminars, workshops? Let our listeners know so if they want to contact you, they know what you have to offer. Sure. I do personal one-on-one coaching here in Portland, but I do international telecoaching, um, one-on-one, over the phone. We also have seminars, um, teleclasses, teleconferences, retreats. Um, we have workshops that we give in the Portland area for $10 each. Um, they're an hour-long workshop, mm-hmm. and we have 44 of them. We, we made them, we realized, we, give, we did give them for free for a long time. Mm-hmm. And what happened was people would sign up for it, and then it, it would do something really rare, like be sunny here, mm-hmm. and people wouldn't show up. Right, right. I um, can understand that. But mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that they were accessible to everyone, so we are making them $10 an hour. So if it's a two-hour workshop, it's $20. $20. Mm-hmm. If it's a one-hour workshop, it's a, it's $10. And by adding a, a price onto it, more people are actually willing to show up. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's not so much that if they, they really, truly can't make it, mm-hmm. that $10 isn't going to um, make, make or break them. Right. But they can also, you know, they can take more classes. And so we have life skills training, transformational team. Uh, transformational life coaching. Mm-hmm. We have team building, leadership, and stress management mm. in our workshops. There are 44 altogether. Wow, that's and, great. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, my husband, Sean, who is a web developer and really not, not a coach, but has some amazing insights mm-hmm. uh, because he's lived consciously his whole life. He right. grew up in a, in a family where they lived consciously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he helps facilitate the workshop, and they're just amazing. So next month, we, Sean and I, have decided to sit down and record the workshops. 
Very good. And we are creating CDs and DVDs and workbooks to help individuals go through their own process at mm-hmm. home if they can't reach us, mm-hmm. or to be able to recognize that they can come to some of the teleclasses, the teleconferences, or a retreat. Mm-hmm. Or if they want to come to Portland, they're more than, you know, if they're in the area or they want us to come there, we can do that as well. Right. And where do they go to find your, all your information? You can go to the website site, go to coach.net, and if you um, click on events, Mm -hmm. we'll have what's coming up uh, very quickly. This month, we have uh, a question and answer. Actually, it's uh, June 12th, and we're going to have a candid discussion about incest Mm -hmm. and the book, Living Consciously in an Ego-Driven Society, and, you know, be there as someone to just listen. Right. So for the first 30 minutes, we'll have a lecture and then be open for for the rest of the time. And all the information is on the website in the events page, including the number and the participant ID. We're not asking people to register or Mm -hmm. pre-register for privacy reasons. You don't have to talk or participate. You can stay muted, or you can come and join the conversation. That's great. I love that idea. Karen, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing about your journey and your story, and for um, sharing some tips on being a successful entrepreneur. And I wish you just the best in all that you're doing, and I hope to learn more when you have other events or um, more information about anything that you might be doing in the area to encourage and inspire others. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time and effort and for helping people. I'm, I know that people will hear this, and they will uh, come and get some help. And I really Absolutely. appreciate your time and energy, and I love what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.